today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Let's spend the money that we're spending on abortion. Let's spend it to fix the adoption system. Can't we all do that? Wouldn't that be much more tolerant and loving so that these mothers actually have another alternative? Let's fund life instead of funding death. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. I'm sure happy to have you here. I turned my phone off, especially so that we could have this time uninterrupted. <laughs> um, it is good to be with you. What an incredible date this is, January 6th, two years ago, something quite um, precedent-setting took place. And so on, on the second anniversary of the death of Ashley Babbitt, her mother is arrested for jaywalking. So she's, I guess she walked across the street at the Capitol, is it right there? You can see she's armed with a cup of coffee and a rose. So clearly a clear and present danger. <laughs> a clear and present danger with her coffee and a rose, probably in honor of her very precious daughter. She will never see on this earth ever again. And I did meet Ashley Babbitt's mother at a conference this last year. Oh my gosh. So, I want to be caught walking. Walking in the wrong way down there with those officers. Interesting, right? Interesting day. Does it have to come to this? Is the world gone absolutely back crazy? I mean, do we have to all be so nutty? Give a mother some space to grieve. What officers make, you know, all the rules that we're going to do this and that. I don't know what was going on there, but... Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? Well, I like to read every day and start the show off with a verse from my dad's Bible who passed away over a year ago. And um, he loved to underline. So on this particular page, there's numerous scriptures underlined, some in red. The ones in red are actually about Lucifer. So this is from Isaiah 15. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? So it says it weakened the nations because Lucifer came down for sure. Like we're in a lot of trouble because he's here. Um, I will ascend into heaven, said Lucifer, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Very interesting that it, it was Lucifer's uh, desire to be God and to exalt himself above God. And then the other verse that really caught my eye this morning that my dad had underlined in blue, because that was in red. So he has a little star beside there, sort of. It's interesting to see the where Lucifer came from, how he ended up on the earth. Well, he thought he, thought he was all that in a bag of chips, and God showed him, and now we're stuck with him. So great. Uh, but this is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations 
for the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? I really like that. Um, it, it shows how powerful God is. So it says, God annulled this, um, God annulled something, or, or God says something, and who shall annul it? Who will make it not possible? Nobody can. Whatever God says, God gets, because God is God. And that's why I'm not so worried about what's going on with the elites and all the people that are doing evil things, because I know that God is God. The only thing that he set as a parameter that he would be beholden to that would limit perhaps his purpose or his will would be your choice. Isn't that interesting? Choice was God's idea. God's will is that you would choose him and that gives you the right to reject him. And by far as a nation in Canada and the United States, we have rejected God. As both a Canadian and American citizen, I am not particularly proud of the countries that I belong to at this time because we have gone against God's purposes. We have rejected him. And I wonder, so we get a better prime minister in Canada, so we get a better president in the United States. Do they honor God's word? Do they honor life, the life of babies? Do they care about the principles in the word of God? Do they honor that men were created to be men and women were created to be women? And a woke ideology that says otherwise should not necessarily have any place at all. I mean, what is the principles by which a government and a nation govern themselves? So when God says something and when he chooses to do such and such, he will do it. I always say it, it'll be a great day when God, with one flick of his baby finger, removes our prime minister here in Canada and takes care of business. The day that God says Biden's gone, Biden's gone. And that will be a rejoicing day as well. But God is sort of limited by our will. So many of us can make choices and we can teach our children things that are not of God, we get the right to do that. But ultimately, it says that a king will sort of chart his course, but it is God who will turn even a king's head in a certain direction. It also says in the word that, that he will allow an evil person to be appointed for a day of evil. Isn't that intriguing? What does that all mean? I don't exactly know. But I do know that it's all going to be fun to watch in 2023. A couple things before we get to our incredible guest. Uh, the Chinese are burning their dead in the streets, apparently, because funeral homes are overwhelmed. So what is really going on, JT? Why are these people dying? I mean, why are the Chinese burning people in the streets? That is really, really bizarre world. So Toronto Sun reporting today. Maybe I can read that right there, that little thing, because we're not going to play it, are we? 
<clears throat> so uh, one clip shows a wooden casket burning in a rural area while another video believed to be in Sh Shanghai shows people gathered around a homemade py pyre? pyre. Bloomberg reports one funeral home is only allowing families five to ten minutes to mourn because so many people are dying in Shanghai that Longhua Funeral Home is handling five times more corpses than usual daily number. The whole system is paralyzed right now. So inconvenient truths. I've seen quite a few similar videos, but haven't posted any until now. Given what we've learned from other sources about how difficult and expensive to create cremate a body in a crematorium, uh, I'm not surprised if someone in the countryside chose to do this. Another picture? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in the middle of the city. People... Watch that for a so they seem to be having sort of a little procession and they're putting something on there. Okay. Um, people are burning the bodies of their family members in the streets. So, well, that's interesting. Are they not going for a zero COVID out there? Or um, any idea I'm, I'm from this why people are dying? Uh, carbon footprint burning that. Right. The carbon footprint. I'm really concerned about China, and I don't know why our prime minister says that he really admires China. Um, they lock people in their buildings and allow them to starve to death. So, got a big problem going on there. A couple more things here. Um, some doctors on Twitter who were pushing masking and lockdowns, they don't even exist. <laughs> They're bots, I guess, right? Is that what they are? Uh, so is this Elon Musk putting this out? Is he the one that is, um, is this from the Twitter, the Twitter downloads? These doctors push masking COVID lockdowns on Twitter. Turns out they don't exist. So I bet you what's happening is uh, Elon Musk is probably, uh, you know, allowing all of these. I mean, he wanted to know how many bots there were. So apparently it's all coming out. It's all just a big psyop, a big psyop. And that's why um, yesterday we showed you how, you know, or yesterday or the day before, how Canada is wanting to hire these psyop officers because there's so, so much psyop going on that we need officers to be able to control all of that. All right, a quick video. WEF is now bragging. So the World Economic Forum is now bragging about mRNA gene editing technology and how they will control the future. This is absolutely fascinating. Speaking, we're talking about improving biology and redesigning organisms for beneficial purposes. It's gonna allow us to not just edit genomes, but also, uh, and importantly, write a new code for life. We'll have right level permissions. We already started to see some of that this year. COVID-19 vaccines, they make use of engineered code in the form of messenger RNA. What's on the horizon are diminished reality glasses that look very much like what I'm wearing um, that would allow you to remove things from your point of view, from your view, whether that's garbage, uh, or other people.
<laughs> so, so a pair of glasses that, you know, I don't know, maybe that's not a bad idea. A pair of glasses that would remove someone from your view. So I don't know, you're walking around the house and your husband's complaining because I don't know, maybe you need a, you need a vacuum or something like that. Does, does any of your spouses complain about that? Mine doesn't, he doesn't even notice. So I actually do quite a fair bit of vacuuming. Um, but he doesn't really notice stuff like that. But can you imagine, you know, your spouse is complaining about something you just put on your glasses and suddenly he's not there and you're like, la, la, la. But can you still hear him? That's what I want to know. I mean, until you can fix that problem, WEF, I am not going to be supportive of any of this. So crazy world. We all know the WEF, where we're going with all that. Now, Spencer Fernando, Canadian business uh, businesses are... Um, becoming insolvent and they are up 37.8%. The insolvencies are up 37.8%. And of course they are because our government has systematically destroyed small business, uh, medium-sized businesses, especially. How can they have even survived through everything that we've been through? And all the while our Trudeau just saying, oh yeah, well, we don't know if we're going to have any more COVID lockdowns, you know, just depends on COVID, doesn't it? COVID. <laughs> Like, who has COVID? Do you know anyone who has COVID right now? I don't know. So um, they've destroyed our country. And the Canadian dollar is now $1.40 to the American $1. So think about that. It's a complete mess. I like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, he is looking into banning China from purchasing any Florida property. Now, is this because he's a racist? Because that's what they're going to say, isn't it? That DeSantis, you know, white privilege. What's that, JT? What about the podium? Oh, <laughs> was that actually written there? Is that actually a sign on the podium? <laughs> Stop the CCP. Um, and is that Chinese people beside him or? Yeah. You see, oh, I mean, that proves he's not racist, right? But they're going to say him and his white privilege, they don't want Chinese people in, and he's going to go, what? These are my best buddies. Here's the problem is China, haven't you heard, even in Canada, they're purchasing a lot of things. They've actually taken a lot of our natural resources already. It's already done. And a little while ago, we reported how they have purchased land like big farm areas near some very pivotal um you know stations like like military stations in canada they're within a, a goggles you know view of the chinese have purchased the land why are we allowing that as our trudeau admires china they have an agenda to basically take over the world I think they've said it out loud and they are moving in. Now, I have a lot of wonderful Chinese friends and I absolutely love them. And guess what? My Chinese friends don't like them. But I can't tell you their names because who knows how they might infiltrate. The problem we have in Canada is that the police, the Chinese police are being allowed to set up some offices and headquarters and the people that have moved here from China so that they could have a life of freedom and safety are being threatened by the Chinese police offices 
that have come into Canada. You think that's okay? I don't think it's okay. You take your office and adios right out of here. Um, is that the last thing, JT? Or, oh, Kentucky becomes the latest state to take on woke banks and asset managers. So what does that mean exactly? So basically, if you'll just scroll down here, I'm going to read this to you. The state, whoop, the state of Kentucky announced Tuesday that it may pull funds from J.P. Morgan, Chase, BlackRock, and nine other financial firms that boycott fossil fuel companies. Kentucky passed a law in April 2022 that directs the state treasurer to publish a yearly list of banks and asset managers that are found to be boycotting energy companies. Fantastic. I mean, isn't this a little bit like uh, you were saying that DeSantis um, basically told BlackRock to stand down? He divested state funds from BlackRock. Right. The, uh, DeSantis doesn't want any BlackRock stuff going on in his, in his state. Where is the DeSantis in Canada? Where is our DeSantis? You know what? We can't seem to get anyone elected that has uh, the cojones to deal with these sort of things. We hope to see some good things coming from Alberta, but we'll have to hold our breath on that, won't we? Because there's a little bit of funny business going on. We'll see. All right. I would like to invite our guest today. We're going to be speaking about, I've already mentioned some of the things that we hold dear uh, and hold dear as Canadians with values and principles. And we have seen an amazing thing happen. Roe versus Wade was overturned in the United States of America. And I have said on this show before that if our hope is that we hire a better politician or a different politician or someone who helps us in the financial field, but if that person is still dishonoring God, is still not supporting the fundamental right to life of every baby that is conceived in a womb, have we gained the favor in any manner of God? Canada, under the supremacy of God, has its Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The supremacy of God. Who is God? What does God think of a nation that in Canada, we actually have no laws governing abortion? You can be nine months and overdue with that baby coming down the canal and you can make a decision that you want to end your baby's life. We have sex selection. You can abort your baby at any point in your um, pregnancy no laws, no rules, absolutely no thoughts about what the, the consequences of that would be to a nation. So there is an incredible woman. Her name is Susan Swift, and she is the vice president of legal affairs uh, for the Right to Life League. She is an attorney, and she has got some very interesting things to share with us about what's going on in the United States of America, where Roe versus Wade has been overturned, and 2023 is gearing up. Thank you so much, Susan, for uh, giving us your time today on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for allowing me to be with you today, Laura Lynn. It's really a privilege, and I love to, I love to have your uh, your biblical perspective on things. That's very valuable. Thank you. My dad was uh, such a uh, powerful influence in my life, 
and I miss my mom and dad. They were missionaries. So it does govern. But a lot of people, you know, whether super spiritual or not, do believe. And I was very surprised at this, Susan, uh, just to open up the conversation for um, for what we're dealing with in Canada, I found out that a lot of people that felt that they were pro-choice did not actually know that in Canada, we do not have one law governing the, the life of babies all the way up to the end. And when I explained to them and I said, so you're pro-choice and they were adamantly pro-choice. And I said, but do you think that at eight months I can go and abort my baby? Well, no. I mean, routinely they're like, no, of course not. They thought that was horrible. And you know, hideous to even think of doing something like that, but they would consider themselves pro-choice because we don't actually have enough conversations going on in our nation about this. So when we all heard that Roe versus Wade, you know, was overturned, I mean, I think it sent shivers up some of those pro-choice people's backs because, you know, that's like, oh, like a sign of terrible things that could come our way. But um, this was absolutely an incredible thing. I don't think, I, I don't know that we even knew it was possible, but it did happen. So tell me about your experience fighting for life and what that really meant to your nation. Sure. Um, well, as you may know, the, the Roe versus Wade decision was, uh, was you know, passed in, in 1973. And it was from its inception, it was wrongheaded. Uh, even uh, Justice Ginsburg at the time said, you know, it really wasn't the best decision. It was badly done. It was rushed along, et cetera. So everyone knew that Roe versus Wade was, was not good law. And what it did, what Roe versus Wade did was, was put the federal boot on all of the states and create this artificial um, mandate that, that abortion was somehow some sort of fundamental right uh, and that that it was you know nationwide, and there is no such thing as the right to abortion in our constitution. And so when the the decision in 2022, the Dobbs decision came down, that corrected the gross error of the Dobbs, of the Roe versus Wade decision. And the Dobbs court, uh, by, written by Justice Alito, clarified and got, went actually laboriously through uh, American history and the history of states to to determine well whether or not abortion was uh, something that was embraced at all by any of the states. And it was very clear that that never was. Abortion has never been a constitutional right. That, that our, our founding fathers never envisioned that. We were, we were founded by very Christian men and women. Uh, the founding fathers were Christian and they had a very Christian perspective and, and, and Americans abhorred abortion. So this, this, uh, the trend, if you will, of abortion has been growing because of very radical pro-abortion. I, I would I would tend to say uh, destabilizing forces such as Marxism and communism, because that's what uh, what Marx was all about: critical theory, right? Learn how to divide along certain you know, by gender, by race, uh, ethnicity, finances. That's that was the idea to weaken a nation, and an abortion is is one plank of that. But the, that now that that um, that Roe versus Wade has held sway for 50 years, we've been suffering for, for what, decades of propaganda. The propaganda has been since, you know, Margaret Sanger, who was founder of Planned Parenthood, and she was, she was the one that wanted to promote contraception and, and abortion, especially in black, brown, and Catholic 
uh, populations because she was a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant eugenicist who really wanted to control that population. She was one of the original you know, population controllers in the United States. And she and her friend, Ellen Guttmacher of the Guttmacher Institute uh, really perfected the lie that is still uh, part of the propaganda today that abortion is somehow some form of health care. That's a lie. It is not health care. It doesn't do anything for the health of the mother. It is targeting the baby. Abortion is the intentional killing of a baby in the womb. They just tear it apart or they poison it or uh, they, they suck it into a curette if it's young enough. It's just the, the, the purpose is to kill the baby. If we were talking about true health care, we would talk about premature delivery, right? If the woman's life is in danger, of pregnancy of some sort of complication, ectopic pregnancy, preeclampsia, uh, any genetic anomaly, the very first thing you, you entertain is, do we have to prematurely deliver the woman? And that is how we save the woman's life and also at the same time, honor the life in, that is within her and, and give that baby a chance at life. So the first lie that they've been telling for more than 50 years, is that abortion is healthcare. That's a lie. So that's one of the things that we educate on at the Right to Life League. I'll tell you how we got started. Long before uh, Roe versus Wade was even a thing, in 1967, the, Ro the Right to Life League was founded by doctors and lawyers and concerned citizens who decided they wanted to go up and lobby then governor of California, Ronald Reagan, against signing the first therapeutic abortion bill. It was called the Belinson Bill. So they went up to Sacramento and what was supposed to be a 15 minute meeting went into more than an hour and they educated Ronald Reagan on the truth of what abortion was. Again, this is in 67 before you have ultrasound machines and before a lot of people really understand that it's not just a clump of cells. It is a genetically unique human being that is developing from the moment of conception. So once he understood what abortion really was, that it's just simply murder in the womb, he was very dismayed because he'd given his word to the Democrats in California at the time. And he'd said he'd promised to sign the Belinson bill and he, he couldn't break his word. And so he promised the Right to Life League that he would never again sign another pro-abortion piece of legislation. And he kept his word all the way through his, pregnant, uh, his presidency. So that's how we got started in the Right to Life League. And we are focused on three areas. We educate on the truth of abortion, that it is simply murder, and it is never necessary to save the life of the mother. The second thing we do is that we advocate against uh, pro-abortion expansion laws in California. And that's all that the pro-aborts seem to want to do in California. They, they just passed 13 uh, laws and they're all in effect now, including the uh, AB 2223, which is the infanticide bill that actually allows, it, it legalizes the, the, the killing of a baby uh, up through uh, the first month of pregnancy, if, if, depending on how you read the law, and I can explain why. Um, and then the third thing that we do at the Right to Life League, which I believe no other organization does, is that we provide free services to support our member pro-life clinics, centers, and maternity homes all up and down the state so that they can keep their doors open. They are the boots on the ground. They are the ones who are ministering to these abortion-minded women who are coming alongside and big-sistering them and saying, you don't have to kill your baby. We will find a solution. We will help you. And these clinics are under attack. These pro-life clinics and centers and maternity homes 
uh, you up in Canada may may not have been aware of what uh, one of our senators, uh, Senator Warren, Elizabeth Warren, she pretends to be a, a, a Native American Indian, but she's not a lot right. of people call her Pocahontas because she she just right. makes things up like that. It's because she has high cheekbones and that makes her you know Native American. Anyway, God help us. Anyway, this woman, Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, came out fairly recently or around the end of the year. And she she was just adamant that that these pro-life clinics and these centers, they must be shut down. Because you see, they're they're endangering women's health. I mean, it, it's again, it's abortion as healthcare with a lie. And now, because there is an alternative, a life giving alternative to abortion that that these clinics offer for free to women, and they're they're actually being quite effective now. Elizabeth Warren and a lot of others are saying we have to shut these clinics down. They're guilty of misinformation and disinformation, right? And, and so, actually, in California. The, uh, our attorney general, Rob Bonta, he's already been saber rattling and, and suggesting that he's going to be going after these these small, you know, nonprofit pro-life clinics and centers and maternity homes. They're, he's going to start crawling around in, on their websites and saying, oh, well, you say you offer comprehensive reproductive care, but it's not comprehensive, is it? Because abortion is part of healthcare, And if you don't uh, offer abortion or if you misrepresent that you might not offer abortion, you are guilty of some sort of you know, fraud or deception. I mean, th this is what they're actually trying to do. They're going to try to target pro-life entities. Like you know, th These are a lot of nice, basically church ladies, right? Who say, well, I've got to do something. So I'm, I'm going to help, you know, and they find themselves as the executive director of a fully licensed medical clinic in California. And they have to, they have to jump through all of the, the legal hoops to make sure they're in corporate compliance and medical compliance, and they don't have anywhere to go. I mean, if you're, if you're operating a Planned Parenthood clinic, what do you do? You pick up the phone and you call, you know, Big Mama Planned Parenthood, the abortion cartel, right? And say, what do we do? Well, who helps these pro-life clinics and these centers and these maternity homes in California to stay open, to stay compliant so that they can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe next to Rob Bonta or any of these pro-abort legislatures? It's the Right to Life League. That's what we do. Wow. Thank God for you. Um, it's my understanding. Well, thank our donors. I mean, I, yes. I really mean it because this is these are very these are very loving and giving people in California and actually nationwide who contribute. You can go to our website. You can find out what we do. It's righttolifeleague.org, righttolifeleague.org. And if you can hit the donate button, that would really help because here's what's going on: California is the tip of the spear in the 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 death march of of, of abortion yes. what starts in california spreads across the nation and also into canada and it, it it's no surprise that canada doesn't have any laws regulating uh, abortion at all and that's exactly what what's coming out of california is going to just roll right across the border uh for instance we just passed in california proposition one it's a, it amends our constitution our state constitution to say something that sounds very Orwellian and actually very nice in a way. It says the state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in it in their most intimate decisions, including use of uh, abortion or contraception. And at first blush, that that sounds pretty good, right? I don't want to be like China, where they they had recently the one-child policy, right? The the state controllers of birth and life. So it sounds kind of good. Oh well, the state shall not deny or interfere my reproductive freedom, right? Sounds good. Okay, but what does reproductive freedom mean? 
And that's the problem, you see, because when something is so vague and undefined, and believe me, the Right to Life League, I went up there as one of the lawyers for the league. I went up to Sacramento many, many times to argue against a lot of these, these bills. I think I'm the scourge of Sacramento. They, they see me and they just, oh, she's back. So they don't like me up there. <laughs> but the Proposition one was one of these, these massive bills. It's just that we don't know what rep reproductive freedom means. Here's, here's an idea for you. The word individual is already defined in California law. Individual means a person. It's not limited by age or, or uh, age of consent or uh, capacity or anything. So an individual, that can be an eight-year-old girl, a 10-year-old boy, a 50-year-old uh, pedophile, right? So what if you've got a, if, if your reproductive freedom is something that involves uh, grooming children, right? Well, the state shall not deny or interfere with your reproductive right, you know, to, to enjoy yourself, I guess. What about gender transitioning? What if I'm 14 and I feel like my reproductive freedom is I want a gender transition. I call it gender mutilation, right? But so this gender affirming care, that can be de deemed reproductive freedom. And what about artificial reproductive technology? So that an infertile couple may demand the state to uh, force a, a, a surrogate or force um, to, to create uh, human genomes. You were talking about this is editing of genetics, right? What if they, if they say, well, it's my reproductive freedom. I don't really like redheaded babies. Forget that. They're, they're awful. So I want to use genetic um, uh, CRISPR technology to modify genomes. And what about the young 20-something-year-old girl who wants to finance her way through college and she wants to sell all of her eggs? Well, there are laws in place that, that would would guarantee at least a modicum of safety so that, that any fly-by-night reproductive therapy clinic couldn't just harvest all of her eggs. But, but that, is that reproductive freedom? The, are, are laws that are currently on the books that, that, that protect women from unscrupulous practices when having to do with pregnancy and, and uh, reproductive technology, are those going to be deemed to be interference by the state? So th this is going to become the Wild West, California will be, because it'll, now it's back to judges to decide what is the scope of reproductive freedom? And can, can these laws that are in place in California, such as even something as simple as um, supervising uh, pro-abortion clinics to make sure that they are medically compliant? Interestingly, what would, what would uh, OBGYNs have to say? Do they, do they have to be licensed by the state anymore? I mean, they're providing reproductive freedom services. Why should they be licensed? All of these are kind of crazy questions out there, but that's what we're facing just in California alone. And, and, but wait, there's more. I sound like the, the Ginsu knife commercial. What, what's gone on in California in 2022, they, the, the pro-abort cartel passed uh, 13 really bad pro-abortion expansion bills, including um, the abortion tourism bill. That's where California is going to help anyone who wants to come to California for an abortion. Uh, you get free transportation, we'll, we'll handle your insurance, uh, you have probably lodging, we'll gift you an Uber Lyft, you'll be able to stay at the abortion hotel, and you're gonna get your free abortion, right? And bring your children too, at least the ones you wanna keep, because childcare is included in this, this grand, it's SB 1142, that was the abortion tourism bill, that passed. So we're gonna start using public money to help women get abortion. They've already, they've already made it so that insurance companies are not even allowed to charge a copay. You can't even ask a woman to, to put down 20 bucks to have her abortion done. It's all got to be paid for by private insurance or the state.
So th these are things that they're doing. As I explained, uh, AB 2223, that's the infanticide bill. Now uh, it, it, it strips the ability of our coroner to even investigate the cause of a baby's death. And the, the baby could die two or three weeks from the time of birth. And that is still within the perinatal period in California. And so when AB 2223 says, well, we're not going to prosecute any woman for perinatal death due to causes that occurred in utero, what does that mean? A cause in utero? Well, that, that's an abortion, certainly, right? Uh, abortion pills. The chemical abortions are when you take medication that interrupts the, the, the hormone progesterone and it starves the baby slowly over a couple of days. And then you take a second drug, uh, misoprostol, to expel the baby, to have uterine contraction go into labor, and then you expel this dead or dying baby. That's a chemical abortion, right? Well, we, we, if the baby is born alive, and that's within the perinatal period after birth, right? The perinatal period. Then if the baby dies on the table, is anyone going to actually investigate? And all, if they, if they do, they can be slapped with a, a lawsuit for $25,000 plus attorney's fees and costs. They've privatized it because no one's going to investigate the woman or anyone who helps her. Anyone. That can be the neighbor next door. It can be the boyfriend who bought the abortion pills online, right, and just gave it to her. Anything like that. So we're, we're, we're making it absolutely uh, crime-free. Abortion is on demand. And even the death of a baby after an abortion, an attempted abortion, a botched abortion, that's not going to be investigated. So long as the, the mother's comfortable with it, it's abortion on demand. And guess what else is coming? You won't believe this, but Walgreens and CVS have just applied to, uh, because the FDA under uh, uh, President Biden, who claims he's a, a Catholic, which is just very upsetting to me as a Catholic, because you cannot be, you can't call yourself a Catholic and, and be pro-abortion. You can't. You're automatically excommunicated Same by the Catholic Pelosi, Church, by the right? teaching of the Oh, yeah, Pelosi. same thing, Pelosi, it's, it's uh, just... all, all of these so-called Catholic uh, uh, legislatures who are also pro-choice, they're automatic. They're, they're, look, they're not Catholic. They're messing with my brand. OK, they're just not. You cannot be support uh, abortion and be Catholic. But anyway, he claims he is. So he has loosened it further, loosened restrictions at the FDA for basically allowing a woman to 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 get abortion drugs, the chemical abortions online you can do telehealth medicine so you just check in just like we're talking on a video right now you talk to somebody and say well i think i had my period about eight weeks ago right and the, the person on the other line says oh that's great i'll just write you a prescription for a chemical abortion do you have to come in and actually get an ultrasound to properly date the gestational age of that child just to protect the health of the mother no, you don't. So you can be wrong. You, and, and routinely, a lot of women, I think it's about 40%, aren't sure exactly when their cycle started. And so you can, you can be 14, 15, 18 weeks along and not know and still take this, this dangerous chemical cocktail, the, the chemical abortion drugs, right? And it's only safe and effective, according to the FDA, for up to 70 days past conception. So the first 10 weeks. After that, it's a risk to the mother's health. Never mind the baby. We know what you're trying to do to the baby. You're trying to starve it and kill it. But for the woman's health alone, it used to be you had to at least go in, get ultrasound dating. The doctor would tell you, well, you're 14 weeks along and we can't give you a chemical abortion. We have to do a surgical abortion. That was to protect the life of the mother. 
but that that doesn't matter anymore because now you can get it online and soon very soon you'll be able to go to walgreens or cvs pharmacy and get that prescription filled and just go home and take your abortion medicine at home and suffer and deliver a, a dead baby at home i guess into your toilet that's what walgreens and cvs are trying to do thanks to the biden administration's decision that we need to you know make it easier for the under the fda to allow women to get chemical abortion drugs in Cal in California and in nationwide. In, in California, what this is going to do, it's going to explode. It's going to triple the number of abortion clinics. Because if you consider uh, a pharmacy to be an abortion clinic, if I can get abortion medication, chemical abortions at a clinic, right? At a, at a, at a pharmacy, that's like going into an abortion clinic, right? Well, this is going to, between uh, CVS and, and uh, Walgreens in California, they, they, they have all more than three times the number of pharmacies in California than we have abortion clinics or hospitals. So we're going to radically expand the, the way for, for women to get uh, abortion pills in California. And that's because of Biden's, you know, pro-choice decision to uh, reduce these regulations in the FDA. It's been absolutely shocking. And um, years ago, Biden was pro-life openly, and we've seen the clips of him so speaking. Said. Yeah, so obviously he's just a puppet, and he seems to be a chameleon, and says and does whatever. Oh, he's very the he's, he's dementia now, and he's just he's reading a teleprompter. I just want to know who's writing his scripts. That's what right. I want to know. But he can't. I mean, we. We have to pray for his soul because you cannot, as a Catholic in good conscience, you cannot do what, what he is doing. And, oh, no, and he is so risking, he is risking grave sin. I mean, and, and eternal consequences for what he is doing is if he is a self-professed Catholic, if he still is, but right. it, it's, it's really shocking and it's, it's sickening to me from a yeah. spiritual perspective, but, but it, it, this is endangering women right, who are going to be taking the chemical abortion pill. By the way, uh, in 2020, the Guttmacher Institute uh, came out with a survey that, that explained that chemical abortions in the United States make up 54% of all abortions. So it's already the majority of all abortions in the United States. I don't know what it is up in, in Canada, but you can believe, kind of like how fentanyl is coming across our border, I'm sure cheap and available abortion drugs might just filter across uh, the border up into Canada. I, and you guys don't even have any rules whatsoever, any laws uh, at all, which is, uh, no. it's even worse. I think uh, if you in Canada can, through your the different, you know, counties or, or regions that you have, it is vital that you start putting some sort of, uh, supervision or controls on abortion on demand because this is risking women's health as i explained the the abortion chemical the drugs it, it's risking women's health and it's just shocking that there are no no supervision no barriers whatsoever as you were saying at your beginning if a if a mother is eight months pregnant she can kill her baby i mean without even a thought and and by the way i i must salute the shout out um, Laura Klassen, I don't know if you've had her on, but Laura Klassen is in Canada and she is a fighter and her website is Choice42, Choice42. She has done amazing work. And I, I mean, we share her videos down here at the Right to Life League because what she is doing to expose um, the truth of abortion is is wonderful. So, but you, yeah, you guys in Canada better get some laws in place because it's all, it's all coming. So, and th that's the battle that we're waging here in yeah. California. We're trying to stop 
abortion, the murder in California. And we're the boots on the ground here, the, the right to life league is, because there's not a lot of people who are fighting it in California. A lot of people just roll over and figure, well, there's nothing we can do because, you know, the pro-abort legislatures are just the way they are. No, you have, to, you have to take up space. You have to stand up and you have to speak God's truth at very firmly and, and, and speak the, the, just the, the secular truth of science. We, I mean, for people who aren't comfortable speaking God's language, right? That like uh, Jeremiah, the, I, I, I knit you in the womb before you were born, right? right? If you don't even want to speak God's language, you can set that aside and let's just talk about science. You know, follow the science, like Dr. Fauci always said, right? Well, when does, when does life begin? At conception. It's very, very clear. A heartbeat begins, I think, 20 days, 25 days later. Certainly so by six, six weeks, eight weeks. Yes. That's, that, there's a heartbeat. There's fetal activity, the heart, the cardiac activity. So, I mean, let's, let's just, we don't have to go to where, well, when does the soul enter the body? That, that's a philosophical, religious question. Well, we don't need to decide that because we have science already on our side. Life starts at conception in any species, just look at it, right? It, you know, it, it, animals, uh, humans, that's when life begins. And if you do nothing, if you don't interrupt that natural evolution and that process uh, in nine months, you usually have a healthy baby at the end. So when you, that's what we're talking about. I mean, so you can approach it from either a spiritual or a science-based, but the, the best thing is, as you know, when science and religion meet, that's that's the goal, right? That's science validates what we know from scripture. So we know when life begins, God grants life, right? The author of life is God. And so we need to protect and that life because it is sanctified. It is a precious gift from God, just as you were talking at your in your introduction. God gives us life. And he gives us free will. Those are the two sublime gifts that he gives us. And all he's asking is that we honor and respect him. And we, with our own free will, come back and agree to abide by his will. That's, that's the whole Beth ball game. And yet here we have these, these radical, probably atheistic, pro-abort radicals who are just hell-bent on killing babies. And then, then lying about it and calling it health care. Right. When it it doesn't it doesn't affect the woman well, the woman's health at all because as you said you, you you can you can deliver her and she's fine and in fact you can deliver her faster than you can do uh, an abortion at the second and third trimester it takes days in the second and third trimesters to uh, soften the cervix expand it and then get the the tools in there you need to tear the baby into pieces right that takes days so if she's in imminent danger of losing her life for preeclampsia or any other reason. Uh, waiting to do an abortion is actually risking her health. What when you should be doing an immediate cesarean section, uh, an immediate delivery, and at least give that baby who might be 18 weeks or 25 weeks, who knows, but give that baby a chance at life. Will they all survive? No, but you don't have to kill them. You don't have to cut them up into little pieces and treat them like uh, tissue products and then sell their body parts to science like we see it. University of California in San Francisco and experiment on it and the David Daleiden films. This is, look, this is all, this is, this is huge business. We are trafficking in dead babies. That's what this is. And the, the Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers get hundreds of dollars for each of these procedures, $500, $600 per procedure. And then you can sell the tissues to science.
right? So this is, this is a, a form of human trafficking that nobody's really thinking about. And it's all based on the lie that abortion is healthcare and that it's somehow okay to treat some human beings different from others based on their gender. Well, I didn't want a girl. Oh, based on their race. Well, I didn't want a, a white baby or a redheaded baby or an African-American baby, right? That's what we're doing. We're trafficking in human body tissues with abortion and we're justifying it for the worst reasons possible. And what about, you know, how they set up their clinics in African-American communities and the, the whole lie that has been sold to, you know, to that community that somehow it's helpful yes. to have it there when in fact we'd have millions more African-American people on the know, planet right? to add to the African-American you know, community in America. And but yes, instead, the, the, the disparate racial, the, the disparate racial impact of these laws is staggering. I actually when I, I was um, arguing against uh, SB 1245, which is a bill that was brought by a senator. Her name is Senator Kamlager. The, the name sounds German, right? Kamlager. And so you would think if you didn't know any more that she would be a, a white woman of privilege. Actually, she's a woman of color. Kamlager is. And Senator Kamlager came up with this bill, which is SB uh, 1245 down in, Cal in for California. And it's all for promoting abortion access in these disparate communities where, you know, th they need more abortion access. Well, most Planned Parenthoods are, they target uh, minority neighborhoods. Because again, we've got to go back to the history of Margaret Sanger. She wanted to make sure that Blacks, Browns, and Catholics had lower conception rates. That's why she was promoting birth control. And then she moved into abortion because she didn't, she was a population controller, right? We don't want to see, she actually referred to, to Blacks as human weeds. She actually said this, wow. right? And, and it, it, it's amazing to me. And yet this Senator, Senator Kamlager, I guess she doesn't know her history. And of course she actually almost called me out as racist for actually, you know, presenting this and explaining that the disparate racial impact of her bill is going to result in lower, you know, lower populations for black communities. We're killing more black babies in New York City than are being born in the United States, right? In, in New York City. I mean, it, it, oh, it, abortion is a form of racism. It's this, it's this elite it's kind of fashionable way to be a racist is to be pro-choice in America. It's very sick. Wow. It is sick. And when eyes get awakened to that, and uh, I've seen some African-American people now boldly proclaiming what you're mm -hmm. saying, and it is so powerful to hear it, uh, you know, that them actually understanding this and sharing it, hopefully, so that more will be awakened to this because God has an intent for every single um conception that takes place and yes. so this is tragic what about in california these things that we've heard about um being able to kill the child after birth is that something that was proposed and never came about or is that oh going? no it, it's it's law it, it's law it's, it's law. ab 2223 this was proposed by um assemblywoman buffy wicks i call her assemblywoman buffy the baby slayer wicks because that's what she came up with with uh, ab 2223 she didn't actually write the bill um i was told by emerald robinson on when i was uh, being interviewed by her on, on her show that it was actually an obama official who actually put the language together this is the bill that says well we don't want to it was sold uh, to 
uh, as, as though um, we have to protect women from being prosecuted by overly zealous uh, pro, you know, law enforcement for miscarriages, uh, stillbirths, abortions, and the fourth category, which I mentioned earlier, perinatal death due to causes that occur in utero. Well, the word perinatal is already defined in California as the, it begins at conception and extends through to the first month of life. That is the perinatal period. So perinatal also means after birth, right? Prenatals before birth, perinatal after birth. So perinatal death is a death of a baby that is born alive, all right? Now, the next phrase is due to causes that occur in utero. Hmm, what does that mean? Well, they wouldn't define that. We went up there again multiple times. I can, I have the receipts. I can show you the YouTube videos. Went up there multiple times explaining the world. What does that mean? In fact, one of the senators, Senator Skinner, kept interrupting and saying, well, it's very obvious what it means. We don't even have to define it. It's like, well, no, I, I want to know. I mean, conception happens in utero. Uh, all kinds of things happen in utero, like the cord can wrap it around the neck. There's any number of things. I mean, what if a, a bullet, this has actually happened, uh, a, a bullet, stray bullet is fired, it goes through the abdomen of the mother and lodges in the baby's uh, heart and kills the baby. Well, that's a cause that occurred in utero. So, right, we can't prosecute on that. So, but mostly what they're talking about, a cause that occurred in utero is an attempted abortion that was botched. So what this law says, AB 2223 says, well, we're not going to prosecute any woman for a perinatal death due to causes that occurred in utero, so long as she's consented to her preferred pregnancy outcome, right? If she wants an abortion and she takes uh, chemical drugs or if she has a surgical uh, procedure to abort the child and the baby is born alive, because we know that happens, botched abortions happen and we have abortion survivors, well, we're not going to prosecute her for, for anything that happens. So here's how it's gonna work. First of all, AB 2223 strips the duty of the coroner to investigate a, a baby's death. So let's say now we have a baby who's born uh, alive from a botched abortion and lives for an hour or lives for two weeks, who knows, right? And then dies. Normally, it used to be that a coroner would investigate a, fee, a, a, a perinatal death, right? And say, well, what killed this baby, right? No, that, that's been stripped out now. So long as anybody there can say, well, it was due to a cause that occurred in utero, i.e. I botched the abortion. And that's why the baby died an hour later or a week later, whenever it was. So long as they point to it, that's going to be the excuse. That's the fig leaf that excuses it, right? No one's going to investigate. And here's why, practically speaking. Because the law AB 2223 also slaps a private cause of action into law, into the, into the section so that if if you're a neighbor or if you're a first responder, you're a doctor, anybody, and you say, wow, the, the baby's two weeks old, how did this baby die? Anyone who assisted the woman in the botched abortion or the woman herself can say, ask more, one more question, and I will sue you for $25,000 plus attorney's fees and, and, and actual costs. So it, it weaponizes a private cause of action against anyone who even threatens to investigate the cause of the death of the baby born due to causes that occur in utero in this perinatal period. Now, we don't know how the, ju the judges are going to be interpreting this because it just went into effect in January.
but I've already explained what the problems are. It's basically a nice big loophole. You can smother the baby there and no one's going to be the wiser. And in fact, you can block any investigation of the baby's death. And what it's going to be used to do is going to cover up the number of botched abortions, right? When, when the baby's born and, and it doesn't survive, maybe it, it's been starved to death because of the chemical abortion pill, you know, starving the baby from the progesterone, you know, and so that it, it slowly starves to death. But the woman has, is farther along than she believes. So maybe the baby is born. There was one uh, uh, story out of the UK Daily Mail, I believe, where a woman was 30 weeks along and took the abortion chemical pills and delivered a baby at 30 weeks, a, a, a boy who survived for four days, right? So I mean, that can happen, that we, we have evidence of this, but AB 2223, practically speaking, will serve to cover that data up because again, we cannot investigate um, the, uh, a death, due, you know, perinatal death due to causes that occur in utero. That's that's what's going on. That's That's the infanticide bill, that's, Assemblywoman Buffy the Baby Slayer Wicks Bill, and she's very proud about it. She doesn't know what it means, but she's very proud that she got it done. Oh, is is so. I'm shocking. not kidding. I'm I'm not making any of this up. I, I've got I've got all of the receipts, and if I'm anybody horrified. wants to read any about this, we we've yes. written about it at the Right to Life RightToLifeLeague.org. You can hit our news and events, and you can scroll back and find out everything about AB 2223. We fought it tooth and nail up in Sacramento, time and time again. Again, they they see me coming, and they're just like, oh, she's here. So they, they don't like me in Sacramento. <laughs> you scare the and devil too. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, when I, I appreciate wake up that. My, when my feet hit the ground, the devil goes, ah, she's oh, shoot, so she's up. It. <laughs> I always say that about myself too, that I hope, I hope that I scare them. Uh, and that, you know, that we bring cause for uh, the great fight. And it's funny how, um, angry people get about this issue on pro-life. I remember I used to post some things before I really started doing this kind of show. I was, um, on the 700 club and I'm definitely a pro-life person, you know, and I'd post something on Facebook and oh my word, you know, People would just go go at it. Well, I don't even get hate mail anymore, really. I don't get people hating on my... I don't know why. I guess I just have all the lovers watching me. I don't know, but oh, I will... Maybe this show will get you some hate mail. Sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I, I think also that when you just refuse to stop, you know, they might get tired of going after you because they just know that you'll just use it as more fuel. But I am shocked at the vitriol like it's as if people who want to save babies and people who kill seals are equally, you know, baby seals. Yes. They're exactly. equally hated. Right. Yes. Right? That's By right. the same group. They will just rip you to shreds if something is going on where you're hurting baby seals. But um but if you're want to save a baby's life, a, a human baby with a destiny and hair, little hairs growing on its head and little fingers. <laughs> then you're, you're some kind of whack job, you know? And Pelosi's oh, yeah. I, a I, I, nut when I watch her. Oh, well, she, she speaks she, about people who want to defend deranged. life. Yeah, I know. It, it, that this is all part of this. I, I really do believe it's a, a, a global kind of population controlling agenda. And abortion is really one of the tools, as is gender transitioning therapy. That's now all the rage. And we're, we're trying to, like, 
you know, program children into thinking, well, I, you know, I was, you know, I'm locked in a boy's body and I really am a girl. And so let's go ahead and, and, and make my outsides uh, fit my inside reality. This is like virtual reality. This is called pretending is what this is. And instead of giving these children counseling and, and mental support, what we're doing is we're doing gender affirming care. That's another bill that's just gone through in California, SB 107. That allows California to strip away parental rights of it, for, for any child who comes into California, as if the child wants gender therapy, right, gender mutilation and, and hormones, the state can take custody of the child away from the parents, not even tell the parents, and administer these hormone blockers and gender mutilation surgeries. That's SB 107. That's law now. This and is so how you, crazy this is. Because you live there? that's the next wave. Pardon me? Yeah. You live there in, in California or you live yes, in a... Yes, yes, yes. I live in California. Well, so you're there holding yes, the line. <clears throat> But I'm trying to think of Absolutely what... Absolutely we are. Yes, thank you for that. Um, but what sane family wants to move to California? I mean, I'm hearing that a lot of people are moving <laughs> over to Florida, right? Governor DeSantis is yeah. just a hero. And and same with Texas and places like that as well. But they're, yeah, they're well, just, disallowing. Just me, I, I'm from... I'm from yeah. Texas. Just send me 10 more uh, pro-life Texans and I'll clean up California. That's all. Right. So, seriously. But, I but, like but it. that's what we, we actually... We actually need that's exactly what we need is we need more people coming back to california to who are pro-life and and, and who want to saying. fight for babies um yes. and if you can't move back here well um send us a little bit of money to fight with i mean to Just think saying. that once upon a time governor uh you know ronald reagan was from california mm-hmm. i mean yes like it, it was a very pro-life uh, golden state at that like time. how far but you see it's th- fallen yeah you know well, that's because of the the, the the radical policies and the pro-abortion policies. And they've, they've kind of captured a lot of different legislators and offices because the it, it, it's a huge business. It is the abortion cartel. Think about it. They just lost market share in half of the countries when the Dobbs decision came out, right? All of a sudden, 27 states had trigger laws that, that uh, automatically started reducing uh, the ability to have abortions, right? And so Planned Parenthood and the other abortion cartel members, they realized we are losing market share, serious market share. What are we going to do? So that's when they came together to form this Future of Abortion uh, Council. I call it the Future of Abortion Cartel. They got together with uh, with current Governor uh, Gavin Newsom, who's related to Pelosi, right? And and they, they, they explained it to him. They said, all right, in 2021, here's what we need. We need to pass all of these laws, basically, to protect our business model. And they were very successful and they got 13 uh, different bills through. And then they also added on Proposition 1, which I've explained is the reproductive freedom, which we don't even know what that means. That's how broad that is. So that's who that's who we're battling. The, the, the abortion cartel funds these legislators. They, you know, they, they make sure that they get reelected. So this is it's a bit of a you know, money laundering, if you will. Right. They make sure that the money goes into the coffers of these legislators to get reelected. The, the legislators make sure that they pass these pro-abortion laws that favor uh, abortion clinics over pro-life clinics. That's another thing that they do that's actually unconstitutional in California. We've argued it uh, many, many times, but they don't seem to want to listen. Uh, we have cases that say, look, 
you are not allowed to spend money just exclusively on abortion services because this is such a such an intimate decision you have to be equal you have to you know basically fund pro-life and fund pro-choice if you will right but are they doing that no what they are doing is they are they're directing their money to abortion clinics and and trying to make sure that pro-life clinics are not eligible for the, this money for the grants and, and all of the different programs that they're doing that's how they 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 have this base of operations, if you will, in California. And again, they have abortion tourism, so they can bring anyone from uh, any state, probably from Canada too, bring down to California to get your free abortion. Uh, they haven't thrown in tickets to Disneyland yet, but I imagine they'll probably work yeah. something out with Disney. So th that's that's what's happening in California, uh, and wow. and that is why it, that's why the fight for life, the fight for individual liberty, the fight for for godly values is in California. That's where the evil is. So if you wanna be in the battle, this is where to join because <laughs> this is where it, it, it's all starting. You wanna be on the front lines, come to California. If you can't be, well, you, you send us figuratively bullets, which is hit the donate button on our page, which is you know righttolifeleague.org. Hit the donate but button, send us $5. Because what we do is we educate against, you know, these bad bills. We fight the bad bills. We educate on the truth of abortion, that it's murder. And the other thing that we do that nobody does, that as far as I know, we support these pro-life clinics and centers and maternity homes so that, that women have another voice for them. And right. say, hey, please come in. We'll talk to you. We'll counsel you. We'll present other options. You don't have to kill your baby. To, that, that's that's a that's a lie you can be all right we will find a way yes. we will big sister we will partner with you so that you can you can raise your baby and if you don't want to raise your baby there's always adoption it's like what you were saying how come we say we have all of these wonderful commercials about let's donate to save the baby seals or the baby whales or whatever yeah. and let's adopt these darling little fuzzy darling fur babies and we love them can't we just do that for Baby, baby can't we just adopt for little and if people. everybody says well adoption's too expensive and and really it just it, it the, the system's messed up okay then let's spend the money that we're spending on abortion let's spend it to fix the adoption system can't we sure. all do that wouldn't that be much more tolerant and loving so that these mothers actually have another alternative let's fund life instead of funding death i love it I love it. Well, Susan Swift, you are a warrior and a woman after my own heart. And I love that you run towards the Goliath. Uh, David did that. In, in the story of David and Goliath, I always note that he ran towards the Goliath. And by being in California, staying there and fighting hard, you are literally running towards this giant and uh, you're definitely making a difference. Thank you very much for sharing all of this. And uh, let's talk again. And please feel free to let us know and our producer, Toby Carson, when something's happening that needs to be highlighted. I would love to speak with you again. And I just I, really I will. admire your courage. Thank you for this. Well, thank you. God finally found a purpose for me. So, yeah. And I am travel size. I'm tiny. So I'm travel size for his convenience. <laughs> so yes, I will absolutely run toward the Goliath. Absolutely. That is awesome. I'll, I'll carry all the pebbles myself. I can do it. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. All right. Thank you so much. Take good care. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. It's not very many people that want to take on that particular fight and want to be in the, the fray and be in California. So that is a woman among women. 
Um, thank you very much. My name is Laura Lynn uh, Tyler Thompson, and my website is lauralyn.tv. I appreciate every one of you who are supporting us. The only way that we get to do this is by your generosity and kindness, and it means the world. Uh, when one of you will actually, you know, um, go to the website, it's called Canada Helps. You can donate anonymously, you can donate monthly, you can make a one-time donation, and it means so much. It means that we are able to focus and to, to bring you great information every single day to stand up for our country. JT, just before we go, um, I did a share there. Do you see it? National Newswash. So uh, Morneau thinks feds probably, really, probably spent too much money uh, on the COVID aid. Uh, and so they're worried now about 2023 recession. Here's the problem with government. Constantly doing the wrong thing today and then complaining and looking back. I mean, everyone can see you're doing the wrong thing. How many masks, how much sanitizer went across the country? How many stupid PCR tests, right? That you force people to line up in to do while you're killing our energy, you know, in Canada. And, oh, looks like perhaps we might probably, maybe we've spent too much money on COVID and now we have a recession doesn't look so good, you know, just a bunch of, you know, nimwits. There's a few people I always, you know, I got a few really wise people and I'm like, man, if we just had a team, we would fix this country in six months flat. We don't need, we don't even need to, to, to run in some uh, government. We won't even take a salary. We'll just fix it. Then we'll hand it back to someone and then you'll screw it up again. And then we'll just fix it for you because it's not that hard. You're just all so really inept. You're so inept. Destroying our country by giving away millions of dollars to people who are not in Canada. While our own homeless people, you can't even come up with for a, a solution for people who are on the streets in the cold across this nation. It's pathetic. You give away billions of dollars. It's just disgusting. And a, a couple... Another, you know, things. Um, so liberal MP calls for severe travel restrictions on Iranian official accused of terrorism ties. Okay, so he wants this um, fellow to have severe travel restrictions on Iran's representative at the United Nations Aviation Agency in Montreal. Um, Ahasi told CBC News the federal government has retained lawyers to weigh its options regarding claims that Iran's aviation envoy Farhad Parvash, and now I have to kind of open it up to actually, oh, here they have a picture of him, uh, but that um, Par Parvash uh, has ties to a terrorist group. Oh, and so they're thinking that, um, he denies it, of course, and so they're thinking that he should maybe have some restrictions. I think maybe he should, but I don't know. Maybe he should go back to the country from uh, which he's from so that he can deal with some of those allegations. Canada adds 104K 
jobs in December, unemployment rate ticks down to 5.0%. I was listening to somebody actually talking about uh, the employment that the Biden uh, the Biden administration was saying how they bought brought their employment all up. And when somebody actually looked into it, like they said that they created 100,000 jobs or something. And when it all boiled down, it was like 10,000 jobs and not even good jobs. So it's interesting what people say. Trudeau and Biden to hold bilateral talks ahead of North American summit. Um, this ought to be interesting. So Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and U.S. President Joe Biden are set to hold a bilateral meeting just before the start of a meeting uh, at the North American leaders in Mexico City next week. Is it, is it near the beach? Because, of course, you should always do work near the beach. That's what I say. Canada's ambassador to the U.S. told CBC News on Friday she expects the two leaders to discuss what they'd like to see from. Oh, my goodness. Now, I got to push that to actually see what it says because it goes to the next page. Um, what they'd actually like to see from the official North American meetings. Remember that we had the M, the M, um, what is it? Uh, the Mexico Canadian and American treaty. Yeah. Trade agreement, treaty agreement, wherein Mexico or America or Canada would be free to investigate criminal activity in, in each of the other uh, things. You know, you have to lose hope in these agreements because I do know that the United States of America and Mexico have been given extensive documentation on the criminal activity of our Prime Minister. And so far, absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing has happened because of any of that. So it's been an, it's been an interesting time. Um, BC to reactivate its COVID emergency operation centers to prepare for more illness. All right. Well, the British Columbia government will reopen 20 hospital emergency operation centers set up for COVID-19 to deal with an unexpected surge in flu, respiratory illness, and COVID cases. Health Minister Adrian Dix says they've been coping with an unprecedented increase in demand in the healthcare system. But, but you but everyone's mostly vaccinated, right? Prevents hospitalization? No. So we'll talk about more on Monday. I am very grateful that uh, you have joined me today. I'm thankful that we get to have this time together and I appreciate um, every single one of you taking your time to be with me because I love being and if you have funds in the bank and you're trying to figure out where to invest those funds, you might consider Sun City Silver. Uh, give Steve Merrill a email. He will get back to you immediately. And it is, uh, what is it called? Sovereignize at protonmail.com. He has been in the business a very long time. He's someone we trust. There are people we don't trust. He's someone that we absolutely do trust. And we believe that your funds uh, would be safe with him. So take a, yeah, he'll, what? Right. He sends you silver. He doesn't, I, yeah, you, you're actually not giving him any funds. You're getting something for that. Yeah. So I want to go today as I leave to yesterday. Um, I was speaking to somebody and, uh, you know, they were talking about vengeance and whose who's vengeance it is when you feel like you've been 
hard done by. And uh, this is what the Lord says about our enemies. And I find this very challenging. At a season in my life where I have never um, seen so many enemies of humanity, where I've never, um, this is unprecedented in the level of evil that we're facing. And what is our response to that? Because we feel a lot of anger and we certainly know how to, you know, call it out, at least on Twitter. But there's a lot of bad things going on and a lot of people who want to do evil. I think we have to be very cognizant that we can't change much except ourselves. That evil actually will be judged by one entity alone, and that will be God. In this world, we can make decisions for ourselves and for our families. We can choose not to have an abortion. We can choose not to put things into our body that we don't want. We can choose how we eat. We can choose how we treat other people. We can choose to remove ourselves from those who are unkind to us. Choose not to be abused by abusers. Hopefully, make those decisions. But we do not get to choose how justice is uh, delivered to evil, except if the law of the land, and they can be prosecuted, and they should be, and it's kind of hard when they're not, and they should be. That's tough. So, Jesus was speaking on this in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5 and in verse 38 he says you have heard that it was said eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth but I tell you do not resist an evil person if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn to them the other cheek also (laughs) (laughs) and if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt hand over your coat as well If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Love your enemies. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? (laughs) And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, it says, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. I think that the spirit of this passage is asking us to look beyond the vengeance and the hatred in our heart. And it's asking us to live by a higher standard. It's also asking us to understand that you can't do a better job of dealing with your enemies than God can. So trust Him and live right. Have a great weekend with your loved ones. See you Monday. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. 
Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.